Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybeal, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Well, welcome everybody to the podcast. Thanks for listening. First, I wanted to go over a few schedule items just to recap. Last weekend was the off-road tour, which was uh, pretty muddy, let's just say. It started off uh, after the track closed, and there were some dirt bikes, ATVs, and uh, some vehicles out there. And then it rained, and it poured, and there were quite a few muddy vehicles. If you can check the Facebook page over there, you can see some of the, some of the pictures from this weekend. It was, it was pretty exciting, especially the four-wheel drive Miata. The uh, chase race, well, it was a full track Friday, and the chase race had about 15, 16 cars, I think, which was uh, pretty exciting. I got to run the chase race, and uh, uh, I'm not the fastest, so it's pretty exciting that last lap to see all those guys come up behind you as you uh, enter into the last few turns to, to cross the finish, finish line. So it was a pretty good uh, Friday coming up this weekend so again this is the 22nd of august 2018 uh, coming up this weekend on the 25th there is a double uh header race for the spec miatas that will be on the south track and then on sunday the 26th is the gt challenge race in addition to that, on Saturday night after the North Track closes, there'll be another Rallycross. Uh, if you're a listener to the podcast, you know how I love the Rallycross. I left my trailer up there, so and I'm on the road traveling, so i got to figure out how to get a Rallycross car up there uh, on Saturday. I always like to have two of them up there, but I can never seem to get it all coordinated where I get both my cars up there, but... Uh, I'll be up there racing on the Rallycross on Saturday. And then in addition to that, there's dinner under the stars. So if you'd like to have a nice dinner out um, under the stars with that uh, fan, our fantastic chef Peggy, please uh, join us. I know the dinner last Friday for the full track Friday was the Wisconsin dinner. They had, uh, well, it's over now, so I won't bore you with all the details, but uh, there was a lot of fantastic food there also. Well, I also wanted to mention that August 24th, uh, members will be on the North Track, and they'll also have run times for motorcycles. So if you're a member and you have a motorcycle, there are um, four run groups that day for motorcycles starting at uh, 9.30 in the morning. On uh, the 22nd, that or 23rd, that's uh, tomorrow, Thursday the 23rd, there's a Audi owner driving event. So if you'd like to participate in that, please contact your local Audi dealership and ask them for details about the event. And Saturday the 25th is an Audubon experience. That's from 9.30 to 2 p.m., you can come out to the track and learn all about it and uh, get a feel for what goes on uh, with all the activities that take place out there. On the 26th is the teen driving program. If you have a teen, I think it goes up to well, 16 through 21 or 22, 
That is from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. We highly recommend that. I'm going to be eventually doing a podcast all about the teen driving program. I've had some friends send their kids out there, and it was uh, fantastic. So those are the upcoming events here in the next few weeks. When you go over to the cart track, you'll see signs for Condor Express. Condor Express is owned by Rick Roberts. He's a brand new member, and it took a few weeks, but we finally got our schedules coordinated, and I sat down with him for an interview in the North Timing Tower. Rick grew up in the local area and dreamed about joining the Audubon Country Club for quite a while, but it wasn't until his business took off where he felt that he was in a position for him and his family to join. Rick and his wife have been pretty active this year in the club. He he just finished building his track car, and his wife has been very active in Ladies' Day. So I'd like to welcome Rick Roberts from Condor Express to the Audubon Country Club podcast. Let's get started here and see with all my backup. I always like to have a backup because you never know. First one, I didn't have a backup. Back up to the backup. So I don't have a backup to the backup. Just a backup. This will probably be your most boring interview. So. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, just uh, try not to bang the table. No, you can. Nope, not going to touch it. <laughs> so, um, okay, so say your name. Rick Roberts. And uh, it is October... Or August 17th. Okay. Well, welcome to the podcast. I am really fortunate to be here today. We're in the North Timing Tower, and we're going to be speaking with new member Rick Roberts. We'll get into a couple reasons why Rick's name is always on our mind uh, when we're at the car track. But, Rick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. We have figured out our schedule and um, it's it's awesome to be here on a friday afternoon we get full track friday and we're getting ready to have a chase race a little bit later and then the off-road um event you've been you just joined this year right in the club correct and uh you have had some race experience in the past in the past you've done some no racing experience at all no tracking you were no high performance tracking nothing nothing great so how did you first hear? For, okay, where'd you grow up? Let's start at the beginning. <clears throat> I grew up in Burbank on the south side of okay. Chicago. Um, then my parents moved to Downers Grove, and I moved out to Lockport, like ninety-eight ish, which is about ten minutes from here. And I've been there ever since. All right. So, what where, what business were your parents in? Were they? <clears throat> um, my mom worked for Dominic's Finer Foods her entire life, uh-huh. um, and my dad's a vice president of sales for a bag company they make like your wendy's wrappers and oh we got a couple bag companies down in bloomington as a matter of fact Uh, interesting uh is he still working he's still working oh yeah my mom obviously isn't since dominic's shut down i guess i didn't realize that you're right they did didn't yeah 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 safeway bought them out and shut them down i guess i didn't know that now most of the old locations are either mariano's or jules taking over a couple of them uh, so what did you spend your time doing as a kid around here? Did you? <clears throat> um, I was outside a lot. Um, we lived with my grandma until I was like eight years old. <clears throat> I'm an only child, so I was outside a lot, playing my Hot Wheels and outside a lot, which is what we all dream for our kids today to be outside a lot, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I got one outside today and one inside. So, um, okay. Uh, and 
did you like cars when you were young? Did you? <clears throat> yeah. So I um, again, we grew up in my grandma's house until I was about eight, and my grandfather was a truck driver. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so I used to go with him, and I remember, you know, shifting the gears in the truck. Oh, that's so cool. You know, I got, you know, one of my fondest possessions that I own is a picture of me with him, and I actually have a die-cast model of the truck that he used to drive. <clears throat> that's in my office at home. And uh, Is it well, the, the flat nose, like in the old, old days? or is it really- He did drive one of those, yeah, but this was like the shorter. Yeah. Um, but that was probably like, one of my fondest memories as a child. Um, but, again, I'm an only child. My mom's one of nine, and she had six brothers. Holy cow. <clears throat> and even her sisters were in a the car. They were all had, you know, as a kid, I'm around all these people who have cars. So it was kind of a natural thing for me. Her brothers were always in the cars. And my grandfather always had a different car. So, so what was the first car? You remember what the first car you had? Um, the first new car I had was an Eagle Talon. I remember the Eagle Talon. Yeah, all-wheel drive. Yeah. I always drove my mom's car up until then. Um, yeah. So, and what was the first... I know you like Corvettes. I, right? I've had Corvettes ever since I was 18. So 18. So what was the first Corvette you had? I had an 87 Corvette, silver, light silver on top, dark silver on the bottom. I remember walking in Advantage Chevrolet, 18 years old, and being like, yeah, I want that. <laughs> and you got it. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Hit it from my parents. <laughs> no way. Yeah, because I still lived at their house at the time. <laughs> and I was like, hmm. I used to park it down the street. <laughs> oh, too funny. Yeah, I've always been into cars. So it's like when I seen that. And ever since then, I had them. There was a short period of time when I had my kids that I didn't. I went to a four-door car. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, I do have one again. So, so do you have? I know you have a uh, track car. Do you have a street car that's a Corvette? No. So it's just a track car. Right yeah, the track car is a Corvette. No. Yeah. Okay. So Interesting. My wife keeps telling me to go get one, but. Okay, if you had to pick one, which one would you pick? Um, I like the Carbon Edition. The new ones. They yeah. like that light chalk gray kind of. Mm-hmm. Those are nice. Um, would it be. Uh, that's a ZR1, right? Is that? Can you get carbon in any of them? I don't know if you can get in a ZR. I know it comes in like the Grand, the Grand Sport. Grand Sport. Yeah, I'm really partial to the Grand Sport. Yeah. To me, they have a nice look to them. I just, you know, you get a lot of the stuff, but you don't get the killer engine, and right, that would just be horrible. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, <laughs> for me, anyway. I was coming back from uh, Florida a few weeks ago, and I'm on Southwest. And I'm sitting next to the lady, and I'm a nervous flyer. Even though I fly all the time, I'm a nervous flyer. And uh, she's talking to me, trying to calm me down. And she's like, oh, yeah, my husband works for the Bowling Green plant where they make the Corvettes. I'm like, oh, really? I've been there thousands of times. And she's like, yeah, it's shut down right now. They're retooling it for the new mid-engine one. I'm like... The worst-kept secret of all, right? Yeah, right, exactly. So that was kind of cool, talking to her. So so I, I have read just a little bit. They're still gonna make regular Corvettes, right? They're just gonna have a new one that's gonna be a mid-engine. mid-engine. I mean, you're still gonna not all of them are gonna be mid-engine. That's the way I'm reading into it. Like all of them, but it's will gonna be, be. I mean, if they shut down the plant to retool. That's what. Right. That's. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, it's gonna come with a hefty price tag too. I have seen. I heard early that it was gonna be a lot, but like European sports car are mid-engine a lot. But then I heard. I read recently that it wasn't gonna be much more than what the. ZR1 is. Really? We shall see. So anyway, I've heard 150 to 250, so I don't know. Yeah, that's what I heard. 
250? Crazy. The 150. 150, then, yeah, yeah, 150, yeah. So, which, still mid-engine, right? Other than a Lotus Evora 400, which we do now have at the track. I see that, yes. Um, it's one of the most, to me, it's one of the more exciting brand new mid-engine cars because it still feels like a sports car. It doesn't feel like it's trying to be a daily driver. Right. But, Agreed. So, yeah, we'll see. It'd be interesting. I can't believe they would kill I can't the front engine as well. I, mean, I can't believe but I guess we'll we see. We shall see. I guess we'll see. So, um, 18, you get your first one. Yeah. Did you do any, any uh, um, so, so drag racing or anything? Or? No. No? No. Um, I've always considered myself a driver, if you will, air quotes. Right. <laughs> um, but no, I've never, uh, I've never drag raced. I've never tracked. Um, I, you know, I was out, I moved to Lockport in about 98. Um, I think I first started hearing about the Autobahn in like 2000, maybe 2002, somewhere in there. And I wanted to be part of it really bad, but I didn't have the means back then. And even though it was a lot cheaper back then, it still seemed like, yeah. you know, at my age, because I was only, back then I was in my early 20s, so it was, you know, there was a lot of money to me back then. Um, wish I would have joined now in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we all? Right. Right. But, I mean, I knew about it before it was even here, and I was like, I want to be part of that. So what was the first time that you, was it this year that you first visited here? Or had you visit, visited over the years? No. Um, yeah, well, I'd say over the past three years I've been coming, trying to. So what was the first time you came? Did you come uh, for an Audubon experience or for the car show? or what? Uh, no, I actually just, um, I came to get a tour. Oh, so Ron, you signed up for, yeah, and Ron gave you a tour? Ron gave me a tour, and then, you know, I've come back a couple other times since. Um, and not until this year did we pull the trigger. And um, before the season opens this year, or is it? Right when it opened. Right yeah. when it opened. Okay, okay. And so I actually joined before I even had a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did the same. <laughs> it, it took a while to get, as we can, t- we can continue to talk like, about here, to get kind of up to speed with what, the whole system out here and everything. Yeah, it was like, I joined, but I don't have a car. Now what? <laughs> and yeah, so you're... I have a wife and two kids. I have a wife and two kids. I have a going-to-be-10-year-old girl and a 4-year-old boy. 10-year-old girl. That's right. And so we talked a little bit about carding. That's in – what's your boy's name? AJ. Anthony James. We call him AJ. AJ. And your daughter? Bella. Bella. That's right. I knew that, too. I knew that, too. And so, um, yeah, so he's got – AJ's got a few years. A few years. Few years. But he's, um, he's my mini-me, spitting image of me. Um, all about playing with his cars, his toy trucks. Uh, always wants to back the cars in the garage with me. Or he's just all about cars. He's got the power wheels. Loves to drive them. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's natural that he'll uh, he'll be by my side here, kind of like your boy. Yeah, um, we spend a lot. He's he doesn't start school till everybody started yesterday. He doesn't start school to or to this Wednesday. He doesn't start school till next Wednesday. Oh, so. Huh. He's like calling all his buddies that are out here. Hey, what are you guys doing? I'm out to track all day. You're not at school, are you? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's nice. He's down. I can see him over there. I think he's. He got wet. He was going on the car track and decided to get back to his normal line. Not there. Not a wet line. It went through a puddle. So yeah. He's like soaking wet right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad when it rains. You get a little money. Oh, uh, okay. Um, so what was the main? So as a brand new person joining, um, 
I remember myself, I came up here, I actually came up here because my son had just started karting um, in Indiana, and we thought, well, we'll get the karting membership first, and we'll start slow, and we'll get the karting membership, and I came in and had lunch with Mark and my buddy, and um, next thing you know, I wrote the big check, uh, not the small check. <laughs> so um, what, what was an, I, I think... I wanted to make it, me personally, I wanted to make it a family event. I did not want to run off by myself. That's just me. I didn't want to run off by myself. I want to make sure I, I brought everybody in tow with me. It wasn't someplace I was trying to get away from the family. I was trying to bring them to. Exactly. That's exactly. And I remember we were literally standing right outside of where we're sitting right now, outside, <clears throat> right outside the North Track. And I looked at my wife and I'm like, I do not want to do this unless it's a family thing. I'm like, I want it you to partake I want the kids to partake I don't want to do it for me I want to do it for us because my wife's very encouraging she's like just do it I'm like I don't want to just do it I want to do it if we're all going to do it and she has she's gotten into like the ladies day um, she isn't on board with the the driving on the track yet um, we did um, she was here for Porsche performance we bought a brand new Porsche and she was here for that and uh, she got up to a little bit of speed and made her a little nervous. Oh, where'd you get the Porsche from? Does it the uh, dealership had the track day here? Yeah, 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 Napleton. Okay, what Porsche do you guys have? Nine Eleven Carrera S Cab. Oh, uh, so brand new, new, brand new one. Twenty eighteen, chalk. I love those chalk colors. Yeah, it's I, I guess I have not seen. You have it here today? Yeah, it's on here today. Oh. I think I need to see that then. Yeah. Oh, I saw it. Yes, I did. I walked right by it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm parked yeah. Right there. yeah. I do. I love those those new chalk colors and stuff. Very good. Is that yeah. the first Porsche you guys have had? First Porsche I've ever owned. First convertible I've ever owned. And so what do you think about the, the turbocharged, non-turbo 911? <clears throat> um, I don't know the difference as I've never driven. <laughs> a, <laughs> but I will tell you, I love my car and I can't believe I've never owned one. Very good. Um, I probably will have a Porsche from now on. Um, I often try to get some guys to come visit me. I have a 74 Corvette that's white and a 75 911 that's white. So not exactly the same years, but it's pretty close. And I always encourage people, hey, jump in the Corvette and drive it and see what the Corvette, they were doing in 19, how they how United States or what do you want to say Chevy determined how a sports car could be then you can jump right in the 911 and see what the Germans were doing and it's such a huge difference I mean it really is a huge difference I don't think it's a huge difference anymore I mean I think that Grand Sport and and your 991 Carrera S would be battling it out on the track it would be quite a and I do think that the Porsche would beat it in this drag race, though, which they didn't tr- traditionally be able to do, right? Yeah, and I think it would drive around it eventually. It might. It might. There's been some I, good, I, good conversations on. Yeah, I have seen some shows where the yeah, road and track says no. That wasn't road and track. Uh, Motor Trend. Um, I did watch that where it beat it just by a little bit. Yeah, Corvette's a heck of a car. Well, this new Porsche they have, and I didn't even know what it was until they told me. There's a little button that adds an extra. 30 seconds of boost you get by pressing the button. Oh, really? And I was like, know. you're kidding me. That's what that little thing is? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, sweet. Well, thanks for telling me. <laughs> yeah, so it's, 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 been, a, it's been a fun car. It's, it's a great car. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm still, you know, I'm a Corvette guy through and through, but, you know, as I get older, I'm not necessarily so brand loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I, I particularly like air-cooled 
Porsches. I really and I, I really do like them. And um, my wife thinks they all look the same, but I think they all look different. Every single one of them looks different. Yeah. But so your wife came out. So she came out on the track for one of the <coughs> dealers' days uh, mm-hmm. or training days. And my was my my wife's. We had bought one from Isringhouse in uh, 9-11, and Isringhouse had a day here before we joined, and she came out, and um, Jeff Isringhouse, the owner down there, he was one of her instructors, and she just thought it was great. So she tore up the day, and I know that my wife and your wife yes. really enjoy each other when, uh, for Ladies' Day. They, that, that's awesome that, that they are so excited about, I think, it's always excited about coming out here for yeah. that. Yeah, they, they talk about it all the time. As a matter of fact, I know... The last one, not this past one, the one Margarita's like, I'm going to text Heidi, make sure she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, um, yeah, it, that was on our calendar too. So at the beginning of the year, we put all these events on the calendar, and, and each one of the ladies' days was on there too. So, uh, so yeah, there's I probably dr- at least a couple, there's probably two left, I would think, right? September and October. What probably. August, so sept- I see one on the calendar for September. I didn't see one for October. Okay. I don't yeah, know if they're doing one in October or not. My mother-in-law came. She, my wife brought my mother-in-law, 60, early 60-ish, uh, out here. Never did anything. Her dad was a big, huge car guy. Her dad was a, on the service station, huge car guy. But she came out for a ladies' day, and it's so funny to watch her. Because I was here doing interviews that day, and she slowly was getting into it, getting into it, getting into it. But I know that Margarita and Heidi, they're full. Oh, yeah, they're there. Really yeah, they're... Yeah, yeah, they say accelerate and the acceleration is smashed yeah. to the ground. There's no. I think when they get to the autocrosses, where it really like, <laughs> they do like that. gets interesting. So my, yeah, my we we had two track cars, and my wife really wants an autocross car. So we thought about taking my 944 and putting power steering on and trying to make that work. But I don't know. She she really would like to have a competitive autocross car. So anyway, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Good luck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> never know. You could create a monster. <laughs> um, so everybody was on board when you got in. So then the search for a car, right? And Search for a car. How okay. long did that take to find the kind of car you wanted? Um, I, I hate to admit this, but I might have become obsessed about it, and I was online <laughs> 24-7. I did the same, yeah. To the point where I think I even got yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I remember, you know, if we're at a neighbor's house or we're at a social gathering, people would be yelling at me, put your phone down. I'm like, I got to find a car. <laughs> <laughs> so it it didn't take long. Um, but interestingly enough, I found it. I was in a Barnes & Nobles, and I was going through a grassroots motorsports magazine. Uh-huh. And in the back, there's a little classified section. I'm like, and I was, you know, I was new. I didn't want to. I just wrote the big check, like you said, so I didn't have a ton of money to spend on a car. And I've never raced before, so I didn't want something insanely expensive. Right. So I was looking for something inexpensive that if I ruined it, I wouldn't be too upset about it. Right, right. So I'm in the back of grassroots, and I see this Corvette in Kansas. It's already caged, track ready. Um, It's got Hoosiers on it. I'm like, price was perfect. I was like, this is it. So I emailed the guy back and forth and ended up driving out there and getting it. Perfect. Perfect. So I'd and say within a month of joining, you had a okay. I had a car. Good. It took. I ended up buying my buddy's car, so I knew about it, and it was pretty inexpensive. And it was a good way for me to. That was the nine forty four. You know, kind of just to get started. And I do love that car. Um, 
But I do love my new Miata that I got this year. So you have I, to show me. I do love that too. Um, now, how many days have you driven out here? I mean, how? Uh, I've been taking instruction with Tony. Okay, perfect. Um, probably half a dozen times with him. Oh, great. So that's a, quite a bit. Yeah. <clears throat> and then I went by myself on Full Track Friday about two weeks ago, uh-huh. uh, at which point I burned through the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> and I have not been out since. <laughs> uh, so smoking burned through them? Were they smoking or just um, you can feel them fading? And- yeah, just felt them fading. And then when I was off track, I hear, uh, you know, like a... <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm okay. like, oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> so I drove right into George's at Eurosport, and I was like, um. <laughs> okay. So. And so it, and that's new, no brakes yet. You haven't got, the, have they been replaced? They have been replaced. It is ready. Um, you doing a chase race? I am not doing a chase race. <laughs> I just got back in town. We were out of town. Um, in fact, my car is still sitting at George's. I just went and paid him this morning for it. So. I do, I, I do like the chase races are really the, they're really fun it looks like the track's pretty dry i don't um so i'll talk to a couple guys when they come in and see see how dry the track is i would love to do a chase race i've listened to them on your pod yeah again being our first year we're still kind of newbies and don't know how to do anything so yeah i did my i think i did one last year toward the end of the year um i th- i th- think i can't remember but yeah i i try to always make make him out out here it's been it's been fun it's really good yeah it um, sounds yeah it's fun and it's pretty easy and that's why we kind of tried to encourage the car track to do some kind of similar type well of thing. listening to your podcast has been bad for me <laughs> <laughs> and i want a cart i want a rally <laughs> <laughs> yeah rally there'll be another rally cross so the off-road uh tours today and then be another rally cross i think it's the third week in next month or saturday but um yeah anyone who wants to ride can i hopefully i'll have both my cars out here and, and three drivers and we can give lots of rides and I, I do really like rally, rally, yeah, rally. You talk about it all the time, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun at uh, twenty, thirty miles an hour, right? Right. Yeah, so it's a lot of slipping and sliding. So it's cool. So let's talk a little bit about um, your business, if I can. Okay. And because you are the Cart Race Series sponsor, the Cart Karting. Ignite Karting Series sponsor. sponsor. Yes, your business. The businesses, yes. And um, so tell me about that. Condor Express. Condor Express. Um, we're a transportation logistics company. Um, how did you get started with, with the, just something you did for a long time, or how did you get? No. Um, <laughs> I'll give you the cliff note version. <laughs> I don't want this to go forever. Um, my wife and I used to work for the same company. Um, back when your session hit back in 2008. Is that how you guys met? Yes. Um, my girlfriend at the time. Um, we just had a baby together. She had her house. I had my house. We had two cars. And when the recession hit, we worked for a uniform company. I was an area manager, and um, she was an office manager. And um, what's the first thing to go when people hit, or companies hit recession is luxuries right uniforms mats it's, it's a luxury oh yeah yeah so <clears throat> both of us lost our job at the same time um here we are with a baby two homes uh, we ended up 
renting my home out, moved into her condo. We biked everywhere. <laughs> um, you know, I was trying to find a job, trying to find a job. Um, she was working at Dominic's part-time. Uh-huh. I don't know the exact dollar, but bringing home very minimal. Um, so we were going through a tough time. <clears throat> Margarita's from Peru. Uh, so when she came here, she used to be a courier messenger when she first came to the United States. So she like bicycle courier, <coughs> a car messenger. Okay. Um, so she started doing that. Um, I started working for a logistics company. Uh, got some knowledge under my belt, uh, and then one year, I think the second year into it, my accountant's like, um, "You need to incorporate and start a business because your taxes are insane." Because it was a 1099 position that Margarita had. So we incorporated. Um, Logistics company is in you were coordinating movement of stuff or correct. Okay. So we we incorporated in 2012. Uh, Condors approve Amberg. Uh, oh sure yeah. So uh, that's how we came up with the name. Um, yeah. And then uh, I never expected it. I mean it's year after year it's growing. It's a multi million dollar company now and. Uh, we just moved into a brand new facility in Elmhurst, um, so we've gotten lucky. Okay, so what exactly? So what exactly do you guys do? You guys do? Why? What? What do you? I've read your website. You do about everything. You move about everything. But yeah, um, we started primarily move, moving medical specimens, picking up from hospitals and tendering to the airport. Um, Transplant stuff too, and uh, mostly like blood tissue type stuff. Okay, um, and then uh, <clears throat> we got a small little warehouse in Elmhurst, uh, probably like two thousand square feet um, when we first started. And um, I I joined an organization called the Express Carriers Association, which is kind of like a industry type organization, which I'm now on the board of directors for. And um, that's helped us tremendously, and we've just grown and grown and grown. We do a lot of e-commerce now. Um, so if, chances are if you order something online, some way, shape, or form, we've touched it. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how many so, so how, how many employees do you have now? Is it Employees, we have eight. All of our drivers are independent contractors. Okay. And roughly 77 or so. Holy cow. Yeah, Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin. Um, we do a little bit in Atlanta, um, but not much. And you're moving everything? Uh, pretty much. I mean, like big semi-type loads? Yet? We don't do semis. We don't do tractor trailers. Um, we do mostly box truck type work, um, cargo van. Uh, we warehouse for critical parts. Uh, if a part in the hospital goes down and the technician needs it, it's in our warehouse. We drive it to the hospital. Oh, um, so, no, we won't do tractor trailers. Too much regulation. Interesting. Too much risk. And um, I saw you guys are like flying stuff too. I mean, you can. Yeah, get- we have our own IAC indirect air carrier certificate. Um, so we we are allowed to put stuff on planes. <laughs> so we do do we put specimens on planes. Um, sometimes critical parts need to go to the airport. And. 
wow, I'm just fascinated by this whole logistics and being especially here in this logistics mecca where the track is surrounded by all of these. Half of our specimens go on Southwest, as a matter of fact. Oh, well, we, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure they get there safely. <laughs> Utah. They go to Utah. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Interesting. So how do they – so somebody that needs anything sh- – so any shipping? I mean, I know that kind of shipping. So somebody listens to the podcast and they say, hey, we got some parts or something. Is it more – local type stuff or just anything call you guys up and say hey we need to get this from here to there can you guys take care of it or? yeah pretty much anything um like i said we handle anything from specimens to parts to e-commerce to um, furniture to special projects we warehouse we distribute holy cow and in the last 10 years you've been able to take this from nothing nothing li- literally john i can tell you Marguerite and I went from warming the condo up by the oven <laughs> and riding our bicycles to to now what I'm pretty proud of. We just moved into a brand new um, 14,000 square foot facility, uh, racked. Um, so we've come a long way. Wow. Wow. So I, I, I just finished reading the, um, Phil Knight, the founder of Nike. I just finished reading his books called The Shoe Dog, and it's all about... It starts from the very beginning, back in the early 60s. Um, the early 60s up through when they went public, basically, is what, what he talks about. And very inspirational, uh, I think. Such a, such a struggle. But I think that the entrepreneurial spirit, um, that that uh, conveys is still alive and well. Um, I think of myself as a startup guy, and I started three or four business we're getting ready to start up and you know start up another maybe start up another one and um i just think that's awesome that you just had this and started it and then changed it into this something special and uh out of necessity <laughs> i would say you know if it, i don't i'm not necessarily it would be here if, if it wasn't out of necessity no and i think that's really important too right to, to you have you can't fail you had to do it right yeah I think that's really important. It, but it doesn't get easy. It gets scarier, actually, as you grow, because you're responsible for a lot more families, a lot more livelihoods. So it, it's it's very rewarding to see how many people depend on us to feed their families. I, I love I love that. It's, that's very cool. Well, I do know that every race, um, we mentioned Condor Express for all your shipping needs. Kyle is on the... PA system during the car tracks, and he's always... He uh, better be. <laughs> he is, he is, don't worry. He is, he's... Uh, we, they are referencing that. They just moved the sign, moved it to the to the uh, flagger stand. That was the, the last race, in addition to the other signs that are that are all uh, around I'm, there. I may have borrowed one the last time I carted it last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so that was you. That's how I got there. I did notice, but I did notice. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I told Mario, I'm like, uh, I need that. <laughs> Um, so that's that's very cool that you're that you're uh, sponsoring that. Yeah, we, I, you know, again, being new, part of the main reason is, you know, I want to meet like-minded individuals. Um, not a lot of my friends are really into cars or racing, and you know, part of the joining was to develop friendships and 
and to be around like-minded people. And I thought being a new guy, especially, and having the means, sponsoring the cart would be a great way to... Yeah, I think that's... Um, I think it is a great way. And I, well, I love hearing stories about everybody's business. I mean, I want to talk about cars as much as I want to talk about whatever your business is. I just, I'm just uh, fascinated, particularly entrepreneurial-type ventures. I'm just fascinated with that also. Well, it's so. ironic because, you know, for me, the two kind of relate. So my love of cars and driving and my business is transportation. Yeah. So, I mean, are they the same? No, but they kind of fall under that same umbrella. And it, it, it's, it's you know, the old saying, I love what you do. Right. So, you know, transportation, it kind of made sense. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, um, well, yeah, I, I, I love hearing about that and love hearing about cars. The... Um, when do you think you're going to get uh, come down and uh, jump on the car track with us? Oh, um, yeah. When are you going to come down? Uh, sorry, another question popped in my mind, but go ahead. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to see you. How about... We'd I don't have a cart. <laughs> we can borrow one of mine. Uh, we'd I've rented. <laughs> we'd love to see you on... I tell you what, we'd love to see you maybe on one of the next races or something come out as a sponsor because we'd all like to give a big round of applause for... I'll tell you what, I'll put it on you to remind me and let me know to be there okay and i'll be there <laughs> i will absolutely absolutely um so as it winds up this year well winds up this year normal track stuff of course we'll have the rally cross through the winter which to me it's almost easier for me to get out of because it's through the day um you know it's in the middle of the day since the track's closed we don't have to wait till the track closes at night to get out here it's been my uh it's been my current online obsession it's rally car. Trying to find a car. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I want to get more involved. You know, I want to meet more people, and I want to do more here. And well, again, I mean, I said this repeatedly. I said the the auto the rally cross. I'm sure the auto cross is the same way. Not maybe not as much, but the rally cross and the karting for sure. Because everybody's paddocked at the same spot, so you do get to talk all day long with the same guys. You really get to know them, and I. And I think the closest friends I've got are either been from Rallycross because you're with them all day long or the cart because you're paddocking there together. And I think that's really different than, you know, the regular car, car driving where you go to your garage or back to one of the uh, race shops or back to your trailer. So it does make it a little different um, element of it, I guess I might say. Right, right. So, well, I want to... Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Uh, thanks for sponsoring the cart track. It's great to, we do want to have more members. So if anybody has an idea of a member to uh, interview, please drop me a line at podcast at audubonsc.com. I'd love to uh, get more members and learn more about them um, so that we can say, hey, I, I, I know what you do now. Maybe we need some shipping or we just want to say thanks or, hey, welcome to the club. Great idea. So, all right. Well, thank, thank you, you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well, that's the show. Thanks for listening. I did want to mention that there is one new car for lunchtime touring. That's the Evora 400. I have driven that car in the past. I think it's one of the, for me, it's one of the best, finest driving sports cars. It still feels like a sports car, a mid-engine car that's out there. The NSX was recently sold, so we no longer have the NSX. If you'd like to sign up for a lunchtime touring, you can do that 
by emailing lunchtimetouring at audubonsc.com. If there's a member that you think would be a great interview, drop me a line, podcast at audubonsc.com, or see me at the club and let me know, hey, that person would be a great interview. Well, enjoy the track, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. You've been listening to Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybill, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Join us next time for Autobahn Country Club Podcast.